What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Casey and Michelle, and we are discussing episode three of Tales of the Walking Dead. This one is the episode titled D, aka Alpha, for those of us who are fans of the original series. This episode, um, right off the bat, it takes place about a, a little bit after the events that we have seen from Alpha's past when she killed her husband in an effort to save her daughter from, you know, people making stupid decisions, which, you know, happens. But um, this episode confused me at the beginning. I was like, who is this? You know, they're in the bed. You know, you got this couple, they're in the bed. They're talking about, um, you know, the guy's talking about, yeah, we can leave here, go somewhere else, get married, have kids. And, you know, she's putting on a dress to go to like this party. And I was like, oh, this must be before the zombie apocalypse. Then we see that they're on a boat and it's like smack dab in the middle. Like, I was so confused. Like, I was too. You're was on too. a, sh- this is obviously like some, one of those show boats or like a dinner cruise boat mm-hmm. type thing. They're having a party. And she, you know, is in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. You got lights on the boat. You are dressed up in all your little nice outfits. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on with this? This was an interesting start. They had me confused because I was like, okay, so is this, this lady is deep? Because I was so confused. I was like, that's what what I thought too. Especially when Lydia came out to show her her dress. Right. Until and she said Brooke, and then I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" Right. Since oh, yeah. I'm not caught up, it totally confused me because the talking she was like, "This is how I died," and then you show this other woman in bed. I'm thinking that's not the same woman. I swear that's not the woman from um that movie. I can't even think of the movie right now with Tom Cruise. It's like the same, but Minority Report. I was like, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> But I'm just going to keep watching. It's going to come together at some point. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was definitely confused in it because I was just like, I thought this was Alpha's story, but okay, we'll go with D. <laughs> it, okay. Okay. Right. So the episode is basically, it's, it's kind of like it's showing us a little bit of Alpha's past. Like as she says at the beginning, this is how I died. So basically mm-hmm. she's talking about how the, I guess the humanity version of her or the person who was, you know, who she was before she became alpha. Um, you know, this is, these are the events leading up to her basically becoming a whisperer. You know, we don't know that really until the end when the whisperers show up and it's like, oh, this is the alpha origin story, if you will, you know. But um, so technically she did D die and alpha was born. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting hearing that voiceover over the story because it's like the voiceover doesn't really match the story. So in a way, it confused me a little bit, especially. Mm-hmm. So you see this scene on the boat. Like I said, um, they're, they're having this party. Brooke is the person who apparently is in charge of all of this. And she's sitting out in the front of the boat and she's turning on the lights and then Lydia comes out with with this little pretty little dress and 
B, Alpha comes out and she's got on this, you know, kind of like an evening gown, strapless. She looks very out of place. Like she looks like she's Definitely. really uncomfortable and doesn't want to be there, but she's trying to she's trying to do this for Lydia. And it's also very obvious from the beginning that things are not good with her and Lydia. Again, I'm not sure exactly how long it's been since the events with her husband happened. We know that they've been on this boat for a year, you know, because Brooke makes mention of that. It's been a year. We've given you a year to, you know, come to terms or to to try to whatever the case is. So it's been at least a year since all of that happened. Michelle, since you're not familiar with Alpha's story from the main show, I'm not going to spoil it completely, but I mean, you kind of get it after this episode anyway, because she talks about it. She talks about going crazy in the basement. She didn't mean to kill Frank, you know, Lydia's dad. So basically what happens is uh, the episode that we saw, they were hiding out in a basement with some other people trying to avoid, you know, the zombies until they could figure out what was going on. Again, this Mm -hmm. is right at the beginning. And what happened is um, she was there with her husband and they kind of had two different ideas of what they needed to do. Now, the way that the episode played is kind of like Lydia was telling uh, one of the other characters her memories of the incident. And then you also see it with Alpha's version of it. So it's kind of like two different versions of the same event where one version painted mom as the bad person. And then the other person, the other version painted the dad as the bad person. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind Mm -hmm. of confusing in that sense because you don't ever really realize what the real deal is until the end. But basically what it was is that um, Frank wanted to take Lydia and try to go to, I'm not sure if they were trying to go to the CDC, but they were trying to go to a, um, to like a temporary shelter or something like that. And uh, D didn't want to go. So they got into an argument. And then what happened was one of the guys who was there, I can't remember if he got attacked, if he, I think he was sick and he died and he turned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he started, of course, munching on the people in the basement. Frank decides he wants to take Lydia and run for it. And Dee was basically like, you're not taking my child nowhere. And she kills him. So this is like the aftermath of that, because I think Lydia, I can't remember if she actually saw what happened or if she was just aware of what happened. I, I haven't watched just where. Okay, yeah, because I haven't I haven't gone back to watch that episode for a while, but she knows basically that her dad is not there and her mom has something to do with it. I don't think at her age now she kind of grasps that her father is dead because she does ask about him in this um episode where she's like, Where's my dad? So, mm-hmm. you know, she she's still at that young age, and then you'll meet Lydia later on, because I think you're in what season seven? right now or you're in season eight maybe seven okay i'm like right i remember the episode when they show like right at the end clip one of the whisperers ah okay okay so yeah so you'll be meeting lydia and alpha uh momentarily but um yeah so 
like I said, in this episode, right from the beginning, we see that there's some tension between Lydia and her mother. Like Lydia, she still wants to be a kid. You know, she wants to go to this garden party that they're having or, you know, this little party that they're having with her dress. And, you know, Brooke kind of sort of, you can tell she's not really comfortable with D or maybe it's just the other way around. D is not really comfortable with other people. She, she kind of looks around like she's always suspicious of people. And Brooke tries to, I will say that she tries to, um, not necessarily be nice to Dee, but she's civil to her in this episode for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's kind of obvious that Lydia is drawn to Brooke, you know, because Brooke is the one, she's having fun. She's giving Lydia nice dresses. She's talking about next time I go shopping, I'll take you with me. And I was like, wait, who's doing some shopping? Right, it's time to go shopping again. I'm thinking, where are you going? The local Target? I was so confused that's why especially that beginning when she was talking about oh it's time to go shopping again I said this has to be before right and then she walks out on the boat and she sees the I can't I couldn't even tell what it was in the water I don't know it looks like a a, um I look I kept looking at the I rewound it it looked like a dismember it looked like it was an arm floating yeah that's what I thought too it was like something like dismembered. I couldn't tell because some because of it looked like plastic. I figured it was something that probably got eaten by an alligator because it was in the swamp. And you know, alligators don't necessarily always eat all the pieces. Right. So to me, it just looked like it was remnants floating. Because I rewound yeah. that part too. Like, what is that? I was trying to figure, I was like, is that a bag? And then, you know, later on in the episode, we see them clearing a net because they've gone, you know, they've gotten fish or whatever. So I was like, was that the net? And was something caught in the net? Or I was just, I was so confused because it was so dark that you didn't have a really clear picture. And then I was like, okay, are they doing that on purpose? Like giving us something to kind of be like, okay, well, we're not sure that what that is, you know, messing with our minds a little bit. I don't know. But, um, you know, it was interesting because like I said, they're, they're having these little discussions and um, D is obviously very uncomfortable. So they go into the party and like, they in there playing music. No, hold on. Wait a minute. Before you go in there. The funniest thing in this whole thing, because you know she had that dress on with that suit jacket. <laughs> and so Brent said, Would you be more comfortable in the suit? She said, was like, Why would, would I be? Why would I wear a suit? Because <laughs> she was like, <laughs> Girl, you talk about somebody cracking up. She's like, Why would I want to wear a damn suit? <laughs> you know, it was. It was so interesting just watching this episode because Alpha is like, we're so used to her being kind of this cold person that we've seen as the leader of the Whisperers. And so to see her kind of, you know, rewound when she still had a little bit of her humanity, because you see in this episode, she clearly loves her daughter. Mm -hmm. She's clearly trying to protect her daughter. And the, the crazy thing is, all of the stuff that she's saying to people, even though it's coming off as paranoia, she's right yes. the entire episode. <laughs> the entire episode. Mm-hmm. She's telling them about the things that's going on and she's right. But they go Can into... A uh-huh. Quick question. Mm-hmm. 
So that means she's worse than this later on? What? Oh, okay. All right. Because, you know, she ain't great now, but... um. I won't say nothing. I'll, my what will be enough. Woo! Woo! Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you... Girl, hurry up and watch. Okay. I'm like... Yeah, okay. yeah we will have this conversation again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we, yeah, we're going to have this conversation again. After you watch it, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after you get after you okay. get to, to that season, yeah. once you get acclimated with Miss Alpha at or or Alpha, yeah, we'll we'll have this conversation again because th- yeah, your question understatement. Mm-hmm. Okay, all mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So Lydia is with Brooke. She's having a good time. D goes to the bar. There's an old gentleman sitting at the bar getting drunk as a skunk. And I guess, (laughs) I mean, I guess if you're going to get drunk, that's probably the safest place to do it, or it's supposed to be the safest place to do it. You are away from land. We already know the walkers can't swim. Even, you know, we know this, but, you know, back then they probably figured it out too, which is why they're kind of where they are. That's probably the best place to get drunk. It is, but this been for D has been a year, and if they've been drinking like this, so are they going to the local ABC store or something? Well, to, apparently go shopping. Yeah, apparently they're still doing supply runs, and that's probably what she means when she says "quote unquote" shopping, because she says something later on in the episode when they're um, when the old drunk guy comes up missing. And they want to take the dinghy out to look for him. And she's like, no, we're low on gas. And the next, what did she say? The next depot is 40 clicks away. We have to, pre- we have to preserve what we have. Mm-hmm. So apparently they're staying on the water and they may be hitting, you know, different piers or different ports and getting supplies from there and doing supply runs. I mean, the way that life is on that boat, you saw, you saw them doing a the little exercises. So they're keeping in shape. They're keeping up their endurance. So maybe, you know, I won't say that what she was doing was a bad thing, but I just think it it kind of made them ill-prepared for what happened. Yes, you know, very much but so. I do I think, think that, yeah, yeah. But I th- do think that they they probably did have places that they could go, especially if they're on the water. They're probably hitting places that other people aren't because everybody else is on foot, okay. you know? All right, so don't run out of vodka then. Okay. I, I mean, think well. Brown I mean, think royal of, peach. No, that <laughs> they, you know what? They didn't have. They weren't blessed to have crown royal peach because this zombie apocalypse took place in 2010. <laughs> they didn't even have they crown get, royal they peach. None of the flavors. They get none of that. But they get regular. We, right, but I mean, think about it. In, even in the main show, when they went. Um, you remember the episode where we found out that Bob was an alcoholic. Yeah. They they went to a, a surplus store that had plenty of alcohol. Right. Yeah. So alcohol is probably around because people aren't thinking about, oh, let's get drunk. You're too busy trying to avoid walkers and getting bit. You can't really yeah. do that if you're drunk as a skunk. That part. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even when um, Daryl and Beth got separated from everybody after the prison when they went to that um i think it was a funeral home that they hold up mm-hmm. in there was alcohol mm-hmm. in there too so yeah so i guess alcohol is 
probably, you know, very available in the zombie apocalypse or at least a year into it. You know, again, if 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 D went to this boat or if she found these people, let's say a few weeks, a few months after what happened with Frank, this is still the very start of the apocalypse. You know, mm -hmm. probably right. this probably takes place right around the same time as the whole Evie Joe story, you know, right around that time. So, yeah, yeah. that's really? still, mm -hmm. probably still available. But yeah, so he's there drunk. She goes to the bar and this bartender, the bartender immediately gave me creepy vibes. Yeah, like there was yeah. something about him that just was not right. And then, okay. So we know in the real world, bartenders are like the, um, <laughs> they are the unintentional therapists. They're the ones that, yes. you, that you pour out all your <laughs> sorrows to when they give you advice. This dude was giving some very unsolicited advice that nobody asked him for. At all. <laughs> he was rude. Tell her, what did he say? He was like, he was like, uh, you know, not to be funny, but you look like shit. Damn, did you... Wait. Right, I said. <laughs> what did he expect her to come to this pop, uh, this party, like all glammed up and pop? Well, apparently he did because the other people were. But she was like, "I'm just here for Lydia." He was like, "Then why is she sitting over there?" She was like, "Look, she want to be part of all this. You and I just want to come over here and drink, right? I just want to come over here for a drink." That dude, there was something sketchy about him. And then when he, um, you know, they kind of went back and forth because what what was it that um, she told him? You haven't earned the right to say that when he was talking about, yeah, he was like, you know, I see people like you here all the time. He said, and you know, you act like you don't want to be here. You, you're not putting forth the effort. He was like, Brooke is doing everything she can to make this a pleasant experience. And if you don't want to be here, just leave. You know, and I, again, I get it, but you ain't have to be so damn rude about it. <laughs> and he don't have the concept of, of in his mind that everybody else, but again, this is still early, that people are your resource. Mm -hmm. He don't, he don't have that in his, in his head yet. That no I, matter how, know. because no matter how she looked, she, she was a janitor or whatever she was, because she was cleaning up. Everybody right. has a role to play. Every, so yeah, every she came to the party looking bummy or or whatever else, she still has a role to play on that ship. Yeah, but I think and, and I get I kind of sort of get his his message because basically he's like, look, the whole world is to shit right now. Here is somebody who was trying to keep a semblance uh, a semblance of normalcy for everyone. You don't have to be like all the way happy, but at least show that you appreciate it. I, and I get that, you know, don't sit here and be a Debbie Downer when everyone else is trying to enjoy being alive, because really that's what it is. You are, yes, y'all having a celebration and to us, it looks stupid because we know what's going on because we're looking at it from the outside in, you know, right. but them being there, they're probably just like, hey, we're celebrating being alive. We are safe yeah. right now. We have people, you know, guarding and it's okay. So I, I I get what he's saying, but it was the manner in which he said it, like he was purposefully trying to antagonize her, you know? Because if you look at 
if you look at Dee's face, she does not smile much. You know what I'm at saying? All. I mean, at she all. smiles around Lydia a couple a couple of times in this episode, which is more than we've actually seen, like a genuine smile. She's trying to she's trying to bridge that gap between her and her daughter. But at the same time, she can't help but be her. She's very suspicious of the people around her. She's very suspicious and cautious about her surroundings because of the world that they are in. And she realizes, yeah, okay, y'all over here having fun and stuff, but y'all are taking all of this for granted. Y'all are, y'all are being naive and mm-hmm. you're being careless. And that's what, you know, I feel like that's what she's looking at. Like y'all are right. just being careless. This, there needs to be some other things, you know, just like with um, before they came inside, you know, again, Brooke had turned up the lights on the boat and Dee is like, this is not safe you know she says this later on but um the bartender leaves and he's like okay i need to go get some more alcohol so he goes to the back and as he goes to the back she can see his reflection in the mirror and all of a sudden lights start blinking and she just starts looking at him like hmm. I didn't think about that the first time i watched the episode the second time i watched the episode I was like, oh the signs are like right there from the beginning mm-hmm so, you know, she just kind of looks and she walks outside and she starts looking around. She turns off the lights and she looks over into the woods and you can see the dead kind of walking. And then all of a sudden you see them stop and they turn towards the boat. And before I realized what the end of the episode was going to show us, I was just looking at it like, Oh, they're about to have some problems with some walkers. Like the walkers say, like, oh, they're oh, signaling the okay, walkers. I missed that. No. I missed mm-hmm. that. Oh, I was thinking she was right. That's all. I was like, mm, those are regular people. He was signaling. And, mm. and there might have been some regular people in there, but yeah. Because if you, I, you I, watch them, they're walking like walkers, and then they turn, mm-hmm. like, like, like looking at her. They, they turn and just stopped. And then Brooke comes out and she's like, D, did you turn the lights off? And, you know, she starts reprimanding D like, you know, she said, you're so worried about the bad things that can happen that you're not allowing yourself to have fun. That's not the right kind of environment for Lydia. She need, you know, she's a child. Kids need normalcy. They need, you know, a semblance of some fun. She's trying to plan a birthday party for Lydia. And D is telling her, she said, I'm just worried about the resources and she's the only kid on here. So she's even though it looks like she's being a drab, she really is thinking about, okay, look, we can't really be spent, you know, doing all of this stuff because what happens when the food runs out or what happens when the electricity runs out? If we run out of gas, we can't be doing all of this. She's in a different world. She needs to understand that we can't, we just can't be throwing parties all the time. Right. She's not going to have a sweet 16 party. If she make it that far right now, Lydia's only nine. So- You know, I again, I see where D is coming from. And Brooke, you know, everybody is sitting here talking to her like she is just the worst mother in the world, like mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And I was like, you know, if people were talking to me like this, I probably would have became the worst kid. Like, at the end of the day, this is my baby. I'm the right. mama. Right. And girl, that was the funniest thing because Brooke is sitting here telling her, you know, she's saying she's saying this stuff to her, 
and and D starts walking towards her. And all of a sudden, she holds her arm up and she's got a knife. And it's almost like she's about to stab Brooke. <laughs> Brooke ducks. And up from the top of the boat, here comes Annette with a walker in it and D stabs it in the head. Like she was, she, I don't know if she had a sixth sense about it. I thought Brooke was a goner. I don't think, I thought so. But then when I thought about it, I was like, I don't think she was planning to kill Brooke at that point. I think she just wanted to make a point. And, you know, you got, a walker up here, D, uh, Brooke has not, now has walker blood all over her hair <laughs> and her dress. And D just looks dress. at her and walks off. I was like, <laughs> that was that bitch. <laughs> did she take okay. a knife from D though? Did she take, she a, did knife take a knife from her? Because I don't think they're supposed to have weapons. You know, they're not supposed to walk around with weapons except for the people who are, who are on guard duty. Which, if you, I mean, if you think about it, if you got a crazy person on the boat, you don't want them to have a weapon. That's true, but you have to also look at your surroundings. I mean, but again, they're being very naive. They're being very, very so. um, they're being very naive about the fact that they are still living in a zombie apocalypse right now. They Good think part. that they're safe because they're in the middle of the ward and they've got people on guard duty and all this other stuff. Well, apparently, your guard duty. Ain't worth shit considering what happens towards the end, you know, towards the middle and the end of the episode. But we'll get there. that part. We'll get there because <laughs> I got I got stuff to say about that. Anyway, <laughs> so in the middle of all of this stuff, we're still getting her voiceover, and right after this part, she says, "I." Right after she stabs the walker in the head. She says, I killed daddy when I was nine. And then it goes into the opening credits. And I was like, what the, f what does that have to do with this? Unless you're just telling us that she's already a killer, which we already knew she killed her husband, but we didn't know she had killed somebody before that. So maybe that's what it was. But when it comes back, you know, she's still doing this little voiceover and you see the shadow of Alpha, the person that we come, that we already know from the show. But she's in shadow and it's obvious she's talking to someone, but they don't make it clear who she's talking Ooh. to or when she's talking to. So at first I thought, oh, maybe this was when she met Al uh, Beta. Maybe she's telling him a little right. bit of her story. That's what I was thinking. But I was like, I don't know if that will make sense considering she doesn't meet Beta for a little while, you know, after that. And, we, and Lydia was there for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, Sorry, and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna ignore that. Just okay. looking at her, just looking at her surroundings, it almost looks like she's underground or something, mm -hmm. or I, I don't know. But she's things hanging. That's what I thought too. I was like, is that? I was, I couldn't figure out what it was. I didn't know if I that was either. bodies hanging or if maybe she was somewhere where they had like cloths hanging or i couldn't tell what it was me neither but you know that was good for caves they always had a cave yeah 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 you're right you're right they always found some place underground and kind of out of the way to mm -hmm. you know they didn't necessarily go looking for trouble in that mm. sense but if they just happen to come across it then whatever right but yeah so while she's still doing this um, voiceover, 
they show her and Lydia in their room. They're sleeping and she hears a splash and she goes to the window. She doesn't see anything. So, you know, she doesn't say anything. The next morning, we get the little exercise montage of Brooke teaching <laughs> teaching aerobics. Come on, Michelle, get it, girl, get it. <laughs> All pep. Like she Jane Fonda. Come on, work it out. Right. But I was like, you know, it's funny. I see us looking at this. Like I said, when you're used to seeing what we've seen for the last 10 years in The Walking Dead, something like this seems so silly and stupid. But in a way, it's it's pretty good. She's she's keeping them in shape. You know, they may not be learning to fight, but they're getting some endurance, you know, if if they have to run. They might be able to run, which, of course, in zombie apocalypse, they're going to have to run at some point. But while she's teaching, one of her employees comes and she's like, hey, can you come with me? We have a problem. So when she leaves and goes in the um, dining room, they find out that the old man, the drunk old man has disappeared. He's missing. They don't know where he is. And like you said, D is the janitor on board or that may be one of her jobs or she may be one of the janitors, but everybody's pulling their weight. She walks in while they're discussing the man missing and they ask her if she saw him after uh, last call. And she was like, um, she was like, I saw him at the bar getting drinks. You might want to talk to Billy, that bartender, because she has already told Brooke that she does not trust Billy. Right. Mm -hmm. So they go out, they talk to Billy, Billy. And um, I forgot what the other lady's name is. They are pulling the net, you know, they're, picking the fish and they're asking him about the guy and they're like yeah he's missing should we go look for him and that's when they have the conversation about no we don't have the resources we don't have the gas we you know we don't want to run out of gas out here so we need to go ahead and pull anchor and be on our way so that we can restock and that's what they're supposed to be doing that's what billy is supposed to be doing and of course d comes around the corner she gives him that look and he looks at her like and then he do you see how fast he walks off when she comes around, she has him scared. Mm-hmm. She has him scared. So she's in the dining room at later and she's teaching Lydia, you know, table etiquette or, you know, how to set uh, place settings. And her and Lydia have this conversation because Lydia wants to go to the garden party that Brooke is planning. Brooke is planning the garden party. And as you can see, we all got on our floral stuff today. <laughs> completely unintentionally we just (laughs) happen to have floral stuff so she talks about the garden party and you know d is kind of like "Mm, i don't know about that and then lydia okay this little girl who's playing lydia she had me if i didn't know how lydia turned out i would have said she was gonna be a psycho killer too because the way she was looking at her mama so intently and then she was like you can go and D is like, you know what I'm about to say, right? <laughs> she need a whooping. <laughs> she does not need a whooping. She didn't want to be around her crazy mama. She was like, you can go. And, and she need a whooping. Like, <laughs> was like, she said, what, baby? You want to go? She was like, no, I mean, you can go. She was like, I can stay here with Brooke. And you can see Alpha's face change. She like, this. I was like, she needed a whooping, or at least, or at least a good. Who are you talking to? Just one, one quick. But this is somebody who knows her mama. She know her mama ain't right in the head. She know her daddy is missing, and she probably even at her nine year old 
very nice. Yeah. So she probably knows her mama had something to do with that. And then, you know, she's seen her mama do some weird stuff. Mama sitting there teaching her how to uh, set place settings. She steals a knife and puts it in her pocket. She's like, Shh, this is just in case. I was like, girl, you better stop talking back. Stop talking back to your mama. Like so anyway, after she says that, you know, D kind of storms off and she's upset. She goes into like the boiler room. She's sitting there on the wall with her eyes closed, and then all of a sudden she feels the reflection of a mirror go across her face. And she's kind of looking around like maybe she imagined it. Then she sees the mirror's reflection. So she goes out onto the boat. And just as so I I went, I don't know what he heard. That one little sound you heard spook. He threw something in the water. So she comes out, she was like, What are you doing? He said, What he said, Did you come out here to help me with the anchor? She was like, No, what are you doing? Who who's out there? Who are you signaling? He was like, "What are you talking about? I'm not signaling anybody. You had a mirror. I don't have a mirror. You dropped it in the water when I came around." She was like, "Brooke, Brooke, she's calling for Brooke." Brooke comes out and she literally accuses Billy. She was like, "Yeah, he was signaling somebody on the shore. He had a mirror." And he was like, "I didn't have the mirror. You threw it in the water." And so everybody's kind of going back and forth like, okay, well, she's making sense or maybe he's not making sense or whatever the case may be. He sees the knife in Dee's pocket and he makes it seem like she's trying to kill me. She's going to kill me. And he jumps off the boat. I was like, what the hell was this? I was so confused. Over dramatic. A great way to get out of, oh shit, I'm caught. (laughs) Correct. Hindsight. Because I was like, who else would, like, if you really want to prove that you're not doing anything wrong, you stay there and fight. You don't jump into an alligator infested swamp to prove your point. I was so confused. I was like, what the hell? I was like, so, and then I thought about it. I was like, Mm-mm, something about him ain't right. Because she accused him of killing the old guy. And that was when he started getting all panicky. And, oh, she has a knife. Mm-hmm. She's going to kill me. And mm-hmm. she's like, that's not what the knife is for. She's trying to tell them this is not what I have this for. But, of course, everybody's just looking at the fact that, oh, she has a knife and he just jumped over. And now, we, you know, he's never going to survive this. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, you know what? <sighs> In some ways, what happened, they, they deserved it. Maybe not all of them. Maybe not all of them. But oh my goodness. There was a lot of... And you know what? I'm not even going to say stupid on this boat. There was a lot of... Naivety. Naivety. It, it, there was. There was. And them just thinking that D is just a Debbie Downer. Like she just don't want to do what they want to do she doesn't want to have the fun and all this other stuff no she's trying to tell y'all y'all are not playing it safe and it's good to have someone like that on your team so you guys can be aware so when her senses go off you're like you know what let's kind of investigate it right say she crazy and then throughout this journey you have to come across at least one person and D would be that person who makes sense and not just gonna go with the flow of oh garden parties and yoga mm-hmm. on the on the lounge deck and right you, you know 
this fantasy land that is dead people all around us. Somebody's gonna come try to take what we have. Like they're gonna see us and you signaling with the that lights on. Let everybody part. know where we at. That part. But again, they've been li- they've been living in this fantasy land for a year. They've been having these little parties and they've been drinking alcohol and they've been pretending like the world hasn't gone to shit. I mean, you're talking about going going shopping. Where? For what? For, for another what? dress. Right. Something you really didn't need. Right. Because I guarantee you, you're probably the only person at this point who is still dressing up. Or playing dress up or whatever the case may be. Well, we know most of our people didn't even get showers. So right? Running water. Like, yep. Yeah. Right. Hunting mm-hmm. for their food. So and then she has to kind of throw salt in the wound for, for D because D goes to, you know, she goes to her in Lydia's room. To try to talk to Lydia and Lydia is not there. And, you know, Brooke comes out. She was like, what in the world did you do or could a person do to have their their little girl scared of their own mama? And, of course, Dee is pissed off about this. She's, you know, and from the beginning, she was like, look, don't you talk to me about my daughter. That's my daughter. She was like, I'm the only one who can keep her alive. Not you. You're putting her in danger. She was like, I can protect her. And Brooke is like, for what kind of life? And I tell you, D was like, <laughs> you tell me what my daughter is or the next time I swing this knife, it's going to be at your throat. And then all of a sudden, you hear screaming. They come upstairs and D, I mean, Brooke is about to go out and D is like, hold up, let's look. And sure enough, Billy Boy has not only survived his jump into the swamp by having on a wetsuit. He has brought some people onto the boat. They've already killed some of the staff and they're holding hostages because they want to take the boat. And Billy's whole thing is, yeah, some of you who are here, you aren't appreciating what Brooke is doing for you. So you don't deserve to be here. So we're going to take your place and we're going to, we're going to protect this. You know, we're going to protect all of this and let Brooke continue to do things the way that she's doing. And the rest of y'all, I was like, how many slots he said he needed? He needed six slots or seven slots. Six. Six. Six must go. So while you got this man bartending, he back there counting y'all rations, seeing if we got, you got to get rid of six people. Like y'all can't share. Like Mm -mm. we got just enough. And if we do a couple more runs, we're going to make this last, make this. But you done already determined how many people you need to get rid of. Right, because even the cabins. See, he needs to empty out that cabin so his yeah. his boys can be in those cabins. So he needs six people. Mm-hmm. And you Not know, for he... me, y'all share a room. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got to do on a cruise boat. <laughs> <laughs> Move over. Right. But, you know, he's so he's sitting there like, you know, y'all don't appreciate Brooke and what she does. Y'all don't want to follow the rules. He was like, so you don't deserve to be here. And then he shoots one person. I was just like, you you ain't even giving you what? And then there, you know, there's one guy who is trying to uh trick him, I guess, you know, with with who they have on the boat. He was like, nah, dude, you forget. I know the schedule. 
I've been here three weeks. I know everything. I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Y'all messed up. Why would you let somebody who ain't even been there that long have s- such a position of outside with the anchor and nobody checking on you and you ain't with nobody? And I'm well, here's the thing. Train. The one chick was supposed to be with him, but she went upstairs. Remember, she went upstairs to do something she else. Did. She was like, I was with him until two seconds ago. Well, bitch, you see what kind of da- what, you see what kind of damage he did in two seconds. In two seconds. And then he had the nerve to uh talk about how he got rid of Mr. Langston because he was old and he was like, and I was thinking Erica was aging out too. She was like, fuck you. <laughs> this is the person who was sitting here defending you and he talking about, oh yeah, you was about to age out too, so I might get rid of you too. <laughs> he had no qualms about it. But yeah. So he's sitting there and I mean, he basically told them like he shoots one of the people. He was like, yeah, I bet you y'all wishing y'all let D, uh, D kill me now. I was like, bruh, don't say things you don't mean. Because <laughs> <Cause> I <Rama. laughs> And then he's trying to figure out where she is and where Lydia is. And Brooke has already told her that Lydia was, uh, you know, hiding in one of the lifeboats. So he comes over and he's talking to Brooke. And he's talking about how. They can get along. She was like, so what? You you start, you've already killed some people and now we're supposed to be all kumbaya on this boat? And he was like, yeah, you keep doing what you're doing. You keep being the peppy person and I'll keep this boat safe and eventually you'll grow to like me and then stuff like this won't happen again. And then he shoots somebody else. I was like, at least he's shooting them in the head. But, <laughs> but I, I mean... Then here's the crazy thing. So Nolan is the guy that she was sleeping with at the beginning of the episode. And apparently this is the one person that Billy really doesn't like. I don't know if it's because Billy might have a thing for Brooke and is pissed that Nolan is with her, but he starts going off on Nolan. Nolan is giving it up. Now go ahead and kill this chick right here. She does this. She doesn't like Angela. I was like. If he ain't the weaseliest of weasels for that. Like, damn, I want to live. Take her. And they're both sitting there fighting each other. He was like, yeah, she's always been jealous of Brooke. And she was like, she was like, hold up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then, of course, he's looking for Dee and Lydia. And, you know, the, the woman, she's like, hey, we'll help you find them. If we help you find them, just keep us alive. Don't shoot us. Don't kill anybody else. We'll help you find them. And he was like, yeah, no, we just that's going to be two more spaces on the boat. And they're all like, she's just a little girl. Now, nah, it's OK, because D heard that part. That's all she needed. Yes. She, came up, <laughs> she came up there. She sliced the neck of the person who had Brooks throat. Then she shoots one of the other guys. And then she jumps into the water. She unhooks the dinghy that Lydia is in, she jumps into the water. Everybody else up on the boat is fighting. You still got four people with guns and Brooke and her people fighting. When Lydia sees that her mama is on the boat, she's like, I want Brooke, I want Brooke. And Dee is like, hold up. She starts going off. She was like, look, they turned on you. They were about to give you up. She said, I'm the only person that can save you. I'm the only person that can protect you. Now shut the fuck up while I get us away from it. Stay up under this goddamn tarp. 
as yeah. she starts rowing off and as she's rowing off, we see people falling jumping. off the boat or jumping. Or jumping. And then, you know, she's there in the woods. She's killing walkers now. She she She's good. I can see why she says she's the only person that can protect her daughter. But what happens is one of the walkers, she um she stabs it and it falls on top of her. And while it's doing that, Lydia's on the ground. And then one of the guys from the boat is, is on the land and he's crawling towards her. So, you know, she stabs the walker some more to spill his blood on her. And she was like, Lydia, you get up under here with me right now. You come right now. You My come question right now. was right now. in that, how did she get the damn walker to splice open like that? Because it's like she had stabbed him and then all of a sudden she was covered under him. And I'm like, I think she might have turned the knife and split him a little bit. Mm. I'm not it sure. Because like it looked like he, like his body opened up and came like a blanket. Well, you know he I mean? didn't, yeah, he, he didn't and have he much skin. Yeah, he didn't have much skin to to begin with. Right. So, and at this point, if if she's familiar with how to cut somebody open, which again, we don't know how she killed her father. We know how she killed Frank. She she split him open. So she probably knows how to efficiently get rid of them. You know, Good I think I think the blood thing probably was just it was a surprise because you could hear her kind of shriek when it exploded over her. But then I think she realized, OK, this might help us. She's telling Lydia, come on, get up under here, get up under here. And as yeah. the guy is crawling, one of the walkers gets to him. So when Lydia sees that, she was like, yeah, OK, you know what? This bitch crazy, but I'm going to go up under here. I'm going to go up under here with my mom. Put over. <laughs> Right. So she gets up under there and, and Alpha starts rubbing her skin with the blood. And at this point, oh baby. Traumatized. She can she Traumatized. can do traumatized. But and, and the walker is eating the dude in front of her. And you know, Alpha is closing her eyes. She's telling her, close close your eyes, pretend like you're somewhere else, pretend you're somewhere nice. And she tells her, I love you. You're safe with mama. I'm not going to let it get you. I'm not going to let it get you. And that's something she says throughout the whole episode. I won't let it get you. I won't let it get you. So the next shot we see is it is basically all the people who were on the boat. They have crawled up to the, the shore and uh, mm. or, or up to the bank. And everybody is dead. Dead 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 so you see some of them and you see some of the walkers and then you see alpha punching through the walker that's on top of them and they're walking away and i'm looking i'm sitting here looking at these people i'm like i don't see brooke nowhere i don't see brooke so i was wondering about her i was like okay did she die on the boat is she in the water but I mean, mo- like I said, most of the people seem to have gotten away from the, you know, gotten away from the boat and onto the um, bank. So I don't think the boat was that far out. But as they're going right. through, I don't think it was either. Because remember, he was close enough where he could signal pin, mm-hmm. close enough where the wa- where the the whispers could see it. So mm-hmm. it, it, I don't think that they, they and they was probably close enough, but far enough to drop anchor. Yeah. And you know what? If he picked up the anchor, yeah, because I don't think at that point, I don't think they had had time to go anywhere yet. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why they were still there. But anyway, as they're walking through the woods, they come across Brooke, or at least, you know, Alpha sees Brooke. I don't think Lydia has noticed her yet. And um, the backpack that Lydia has, has her, you know, her pet bunny and some, some headphones. So she puts the headphones on Lydia and tells her to be quiet. And she goes up to Brooke. And let me tell you, Brooke lasted a lot longer than I thought she would because I thought Alpha was going to kill her as soon as she got to her. I really thought she was dead, but you know, and Brooke is sitting there upset. She she's upset. And then she has the nerve to blame D for what happened on the boat. And that's what pissed me off. That is what pissed me off. She saved y'all, or she could have saved y'all if y'all had listened. She tried to tell you Billy wasn't right. But because Billy was all nice and amenable and he was fitting in with everybody. Y'all looked at her like she was the weirdo. She was the crazy one. She was the paranoid one. And you ignored her. Not thinking about the fact that, oh, maybe she's been like this for a year for a reason. I was like, you got some nerve. Instead of instead of thanking her for at least trying to warn you, you blame her for it because you lost all your nice things. You lost your fairy tale existence within the zombie apocalypse you know and and he was like i did what any mother would do i saved my child i wasn't concerned about y'all none of y'all is the only thing that's important to me so she gets ready to shoot brooke and then here comes lydia okay this is the part where i'm like okay lydia you need a whip because you weren't even supposed to be (laughs) but she she steps in front of Alpha, or excuse me, she's still D at this point. She steps in front of D and the gun. She was like, no, you can't kill her. No, you can't kill her. And D pushes her out the way and she's about to shoot Brooke. And she hears Lydia singing her song. So this is a song that we were introduced when we got Alpha's backstory a little bit, Michelle. There was this lullaby that she used to sing to Lydia all the time. And that was the song that Lydia was singing when Alpha was about to shoot Brooke. So she's sitting there in a fetal position. She's got her hands over her ears and she's singing the song and it triggers something in in D. She's like, okay, you know what? My daughter already thinks I'm a monster. I can't let this be another another memory for her at at least at this point this is i I think this is what she's thinking because you see the hesitation coming to her face and you see that she's kind of shaken by what lydia is doing you know so she goes over and she tells lydia she was like i'm not gonna kill her i'm not gonna kill her but she tells her look just just put this on i'm not gonna kill her and she walks back over to brooke she stands behind her and I really, really thought she was gonna she was gonna slice her neck open. So I really that, thought that. But no, she, because we we know Alpha now. That's why. That's immediately what went to my head. Like, oh, she about to die. <laughs> even if we didn't know Alpha then, she looked like she was about to kill her. Like, hold up, you, put my, you 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 put my child in danger with your fairy tales and you know, your your pretend and wanting the world to be okay and wanting it to be normal. This world is not normal anymore. Right. You know? And to turn around to blame me, this is all your fault. 
you're sick. I I was trying accountability. to accountability. Have some accountability in there. Yeah, so I can. You trusted everybody you picked up, apparently. Right, and here's the other thing: roles, and you you don't think just because the world ended, people and there ain't still bad people in the world. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. everybody is garden parties and uh pretty dresses. Mm-hmm. Right. So I assumed D was gonna kill her too, not knowing. How Alpha is, I just assumed D was gonna kill her. Because at this point, I feel like that that's what you do. Especially you just put my daughter in danger because you don't want to listen. You know? But but the other the other thing is, um, while Af- Alpha was busy calming Lydia, if I was D, I would have got up and got the hell on. Take off running. Why were you still there? Especially if you think this woman is about to kill you. I mean, I can understand she's probably in shock at that point. She's probably in despair, thinking about all the people who were on her boat who are now dead. She probably felt like, okay, maybe I deserve to die. But no, that self-preservation would have kicked in. Oh, it took off. Where's all that exercise? (laughs) (laughs) You can outrun D, trust me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You taller and your legs is longer. You could, but you know that would get people. Not even just in this, in movies and whatever. Y'all start talking to them. Yeah, all that talking. If you gonna do it, just do it. Cause like once you start talking, I say this all the time. I say this all the time with all kinds of movies and all kinds of genres. When they start monologuing. I literally said it when I was watching this. I said, D, I need you to stop talking. I said, but you know what? I said, I don't think, um, I said, I think The Incredibles was around before the world went <laughs> to shit. Did y'all not listen to Syndrome? Stop monologuing. Stop. <laughs> I say this every time. I said it. I said it watching this. I said it with, uh, I said it with the Joe and Evie episode once they got down there with the crazy. Look. I was like, y'all stop. T- y'all stop talking. Stop talking. Because you're going to end up dead because you're talking. Look at Joe and Evie. They sitting there talking. What happens? The damn bite got taken. Like, they're oh. talking, talking, talking. What happens? They get blown up all the time. Just stop. Stop the talking. Stop the monologue. <laughs> but she's sitting there. She's being so almost maternal with Brooke at this point. You know, she's She's walking behind her. She's rubbing her head and, and she kissed her on the forehead. And she's like, she's like, I know, I know. Shh, it's okay. I'm not going to kill you. And she pulls her head back. And I think Brooke at this point was also expecting that Dee was about to kill her. Mm-hmm. But no, girl, she gave her a joker facial, whatever you want to call it. She Facelift. slices her face going across and going mm-hmm. down her face across her lips. And she says, this is my mark. And everywhere you go, mm-hmm. I'll be there reminding you of how you failed my little girl. Mm. And she leaves Brooke there in the woods with that sliced up face. She gets Lydia and they they go. And I mean, oh, that. It was dripping. Oh, <laughs> it was dripping. And it was, I'm just, mm. and, and all she can do is just look after D and and 
Lydia as they're walking away because what can you do? So anyway, Dee and Lydia are walking away from all of that. Lydia is still talking about, I want to go to the boat. I want to go back to the boat. What you going to go back to the boat for? There's probably walkers on that boat. There's probably walkers because I'm sure not everybody made it to the bank. I, hope, you know, I thought that maybe the guys with the guns were still alive. Somebody has to be still alive. One, two of them. Um, Somebody took know. the boat. Yeah, because those other friends wasn't really fighting them all. Someone was jumping off the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And not everybody hit the water and died. Yeah. But uh, if that's the case, even more reason you don't want to go back to the boat. Correct. And she's sitting here. She's talking to her mom about how Brooke did nice things for her and this, that, and the other. Brooke says this and Brooke says that. And your mom was like, <laughs> her mom was like, Brooke was wrong. And then she was like, we need to go be around people. Daddy says it's safer around people. She was like, look, you got to learn to survive without people. Your daddy was a fool. He was people weak. Hurt, right. People hurt each other. They let each other down. And what did she say? People are chaos, Lydia. And Lydia's like, no, they're not. You are. I'm like, your mama just saved your life. Mm. Not once, but twice. You nine. You nine, and you, and you, you I think was you like, solve your own problems. You think you know the world? Yeah. She need a whooping. And I was trying to tell her. She was like, "Look, I know you don't like me, but I'm gonna protect you. I'm gonna make sure that you're safe." And then that's when Laddie, uh, Lydia is like, "Where's my daddy?" And she was like, "Honey, your daddy was weak. Don't be like him. Don't be like him. Come on, we need to go." And they come across an old RV, and um. You know, they go inside and they're looking for stuff and Alpha finds a couple of things and she's like, okay, I think we can be okay here. And of course she turns around, she looks and Lydia's outside. Why? And then mom was trying to be nice. Dee was trying to be nice. She saw that tea set. She was going to have a little, they're going to have a little own garden party for her birthday with that tea set in that nasty trailer. But you know what? That nasty trailer was better than being in the swamp. Correct. True. But I'm tired of these kids running off. <laughs> You're going to be out there and these kids and need I, a woman part too. And, and part of me was like, because she was like, oh, there's people. Part of me was like, how you don't realize them walkers? But then the other part of me was like, her mom kept shuffling, shuffling her from place to place. Anytime walkers come around, all she knows is that people were chasing them. Mm-hmm. So when she's standing there and she was like, oh, it's people. And her mom's like, pick your ass up. <laughs> and she's just standing there looking at their ass. Right. And also she's nine. She's probably Yeah, she's she's she probably is still very sheltered. Okay, so help me with this because Hmm. at this point I was thinking of Carl. And it's been a while since I've seen season one, two, and three. Was Carl like this? I didn't believe Carl was like this. No. No. Even even in the beginning, Carl wasn't like that. He was he was skittish of the walkers. He wasn't gonna go around them too much up until they got to the farm and he was able to observe mm-hmm. them being in the barn but right. other than that no and you know you know let me stop let me stop because when they did get to the farm he did start getting a little more 
I won't say careless, but he was dealing with a lot of anger at that point. So, so yeah, it was a little bit different from Lydia because he was dealing with a lot of anger and a lot of feelings. You know, he, at that point he had already been shot, you know, Mm -hmm. um, his mom was going through all this stuff, you know, with Shane and with Rick and then Shane and Rick was having their issues and Carl was feeling kind of, I guess, in the middle of mm-hmm. it, in the middle. you know, because mm-hmm. this is his dad. He loves his dad, but this is Shane who took care of him and he saved him. Mm-hmm. And now there's this big conflict. So I think he he had a whole bunch of stuff going on. So like the, the walker that came out of the swamp that killed Dale, you know, he was the one that antagonized it because he was trying to use it as target practice and realize, okay, I, I can't do that yet because this thing almost got me. And he runs back to the farm and he's scared. Well, that walker got loose and ended up killing Dale. And then that's when everything started going out. So yeah, there, there were some moments where Carl where was like, yeah, Carl needs a whooping because I remember very early on in the series, there were a couple of times when I was like, okay, you know what? Carl just needs to die. He just needs to die. He's causing too much. He's he's wreaking too much yeah, havoc. Yeah, but I still feel like he was still aware of his surroundings some. Yes. Yes. A lot of times he was right. mostly acting out of anger or out right. of emotion. Just the, the, the drama that was going on with his family. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, Lydia... like when they were in the when they were in the prison, it was a lot different. But I would say probably towards the beginning of the um, series, I would say him and Lydia were probably around the same age. Yeah. That's what I Lydia For Lydia, for being on that boat caused harm for that Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. It really did. Because she wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, because she she didn't get to see them up close and personal. Like, right. She she didn't didn't get it. Like Carl got to see, the fight to get like from the time they found Rick to remember Walker's invaded their mm-hmm. camp mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. he Carl got more hands on mm-hmm. whereas you saw with uh well you haven't seen the backstory but like her mom literally dragging her everywhere come on I'm pulling you along the way I'm not showing you anything I'm just pulling you mm-hmm. trying to keep you safe and keep you away so in Lydia's mind I think that's why she was like there's people because mm-hmm. to her her mom is just you just stay away from these people just stay away from them stay away stay away not saying explain these are dead people and if they get you they're gonna kill you which you is know? why which is why her little lesson at this point now you're trying to teach lydia okay you got to learn how to do this you got to learn how to kill them right. you haven't prepared her for that right and that's not something that you can just spring on the child and be like okay i'm gonna teach you how to kill walkers right now Here, here's your knife you need to kill them right no, that's not going to work, especially for a child who is still, in a way, not prepared for this world. You know right. what I'm saying? Even thinking about, the- even thinking about like the world beyond, and I know you haven't seen that, Michelle, but this was also a series where the kids grew up sheltered from from mm-hmm. pretty much all of the walkers. You know, there was a college campus in Omaha, Nebraska that they were housed in and they pretty much stayed away from all the walkers. So it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, you're trying to keep them, you're trying to give them some sense of normalcy, but then if they're ever in a situation where they have to defend themselves, they're, they're not, not going to be prepared for it at right. all. At all. And you see that with this because like you said, Lydia sees them. She's like, oh, it's people. 
no, nah, baby, just because they got on clothes don't mean they're <laughs> right. You got to look at the skeletal faces and the and the kind of the 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 limp and yeah, yeah he's talking to you. Don't so on you. that, so on that zombie cruise, they should have been instead of exercising every morning, maybe once a week, we have some self defense classes, how to escape a zombie. I mean, well, that's what the next occupants of the book. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other thing, too, I think, you know, and this was probably I, I will say this was the fault of all of the adults on that boat because Lydia was the only child. I feel like they should have been more prepared. Mm-hmm. They should have been more prepared, you know, and not even just for Lydia, for, for themselves. Right. right. Like, because it's clear that not everybody was making runs. That's clear. But the ones who are making the runs, of course, you know, they get the experience of when you're off the boat, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. But what nobody's prepared for somebody jumping on the boat. Nobody's prepared for the worst that can happen because y'all all garden parties and we're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. We shopping and drinking and partying and listening to music and all these fantasy things that aren't part of the real damn world talking about going somewhere else and getting married and having a having a whole bunch of children Brooke wasn't going for that anyway that's why she was like get your ass dressed (laughs) (laughs) he was just yeah I don't think Brooke was all into him like he was into her Mm -mm. Mm -mm. she was I think she was probably just looking like because I mean if you look at the the options on the boat they they weren't many at all. So, and I don't, and I don't think he really. He's he trying. He's trying to get everybody take them, take them, kill her, right. kill her. And I'm not quite sure if he was really into Brooke. He was just like, "This is the status quo here." Yeah, he, you know, he may turn on her too at the end. Take he her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm mm mm. But anyway, so yeah, after this failed. Uh, training experience, experiment <laughs> with Alf and Lydia because Lydia is like yeah I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not, not killing that. these people no hi Pat Foot. my cat decided to join the podcast you know they're on the run again they go into some woods well actually what happens is um D is killing the walkers because Lydia won't do it and while D is distracted Lydia takes off she does yep. what Brooks should have done she Here takes again. off She's, the hell she's running through the woods and you know d is trying to find her she's whispering she's whispering and then she starts panicking she starts yelling for her and then like like i said you see that she really does love her child in in, mm-hmm. in this you know episode and then lydia calls her and she was like hey i'm here and when um d finds her you know she fusses at her for running off and um, Lydia says, they're here. You know, she was like, the fairies, they're here. They want me. And this is something that, you know, calls back to the beginning of the episode. She was talking to her mom about how she likes fairies. And her mom was like, you like fairies? Like, that's such they a ain't real. Thing. Right. They're not real. That's such a stupid thing to do. But she's sitting there like, mama, the fairies are talking to me from the trees. They want me. They want me. And she was like, it's okay. You can let me go. You know, she basically, I feel like Lydia was at this point telling her mama, I don't want to be here. You know, she says, I don't want to do this. I, you can, you know, I, you can, you can go without me. I'll, I'll be okay. I don't want to be here. 
And so Alpha sits here and she starts thinking about it. She cradles her daughter. She's like, I, you know, I keep forgetting how little nine is. She was like, I've been so selfish. I've been so scared of this world without you that I never thought about you in this world and how it would affect you. You know, and she's telling her she's sorry and she's telling her how much she loves her. And she's rocking her and Lydia kind of, she's starting to drift off. And you realize at this point, because Dee starts crying and she continuously is telling her how much she loves her. You realize at this point, she's about to sacrifice her daughter. And I want yes. to say sacrifice. She's about to, to kill her because she feels like at this point, you know, and you hear this in the, the voiceover, she was like, you know, Lydia was so small. And I started thinking, what kind of life is this for a child? You know, and, and she's not she going to survive. Crazy. I thought she thought like my daughter is losing it because she hear fairies and, and, and shit. So, okay. She done really snapped. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to put her out of her misery. That was my yeah. thought. Yeah. Immediately. Like, oh, she hear you hear voices okay yeah okay yeah i, well, I gotta put you down because you mm-hmm. ain't gonna make it boo <laughs> she's saying that she was like yeah you're so tired she was like close your eyes she's telling her hold a bunny and lydia's just kind of sitting there and then you see her again d is crying she knows what she has to do or at least what she feels like she has to do and you see her struggle with it she's really fighting this like i don't want to have to do this but she's like okay i think this is what i need to do for my daughter and she reaches for her knife mm-hmm. and she is ready to kill her daughter and then the whisper starts and at <laughs> first I was like <laughs> the fairies and at first I was so confused because I didn't realize this was going into the whisperer story in that sense but you know she she's telling Liddy she was like I'm sorry baby she's getting rid-. she said I'm sorry I couldn't save you and as she's getting um, she's getting ready to, to kill her, she hears, we see you, we see you, spare her, spare her, we see you. And she starts looking around like, what the hell? <laughs> and then that's when Lydia's like, see the trees, they're talking. <laughs> and I was sitting there looking like, and then I said, oh, wait. And then she stands up, she's like, who's there? And then you see all the whispers, stop her, stop her. And they're coming through. And I was like, <gasps> and then you see them stop. They're like, we're here. We're here. She's like, who are you? What do you want? And the the leader, I guess she says, I'm Hera. And she takes her, uh, she takes her um, mask off and she tells her, um, don't speak. Whisper. Don't talk. Whisper. And then she knock, they so- knock her out. <laughs> I said, what kind of ponytail is that? <laughs> but that, no, that was, yeah, that was her whisperer mask. But then she says, uh, then when we come back, you hear Alpha saying, I was keeping myself from my nature, but that, that was the end of D. And then it comes back and she's like, in the beginning of me. So you see her, okay, yeah, I'm looking at it now. So it looks like, okay, so... In the main show, when we see the whisperers having their camps, what they've done a lot of times is when they've hunted and they've caught big game, they actually strip it just like butchers do and they hang up the carcasses. Mm -hmm. So that's what it looks like in the back. And that's what I saw at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can see hanging meat. mm -hmm. And, And Alpha's coming and she's got like, 
she's got it looks like fresh yeah she's got fresh blood on her face she's got cuts and everything so she was talking about you know she was like and then you came and you showed me love and then you see the the whisperer mask on um what you call the the wig the wig head and i was like that's where she got her whisperer mask from she took it from Era. And I was like, oh. and I got that. I did get picked that up. I was like, oh, damn. I was like, because oh, my thought is she killed Hera, right? Because Hera was on her goddamn knees. I, I, I think was, she did. Okay. I was like, was man, she took over the leader and became that alpha. Part. Yeah. That part. Okay. She yeah. became the alpha. And then she became who we've who we know. And Michelle, like I said, when when you get to that point, we'll have another discussion. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this is Alpha. Okay, that makes a gorgeous that story. Makes, that that was a good one. That one I really really liked. Mm-hmm. Even though we know how it subsequently ends, but we we never knew the story from after they got it out out of that basement up until she showed up in our show. Right, and it okay. also makes sense too because when she meets Beta, and she has him make the mask. It's like, you know, we, we're sitting there thinking like, how do you know how to do that? Like, what made you decide to do that? So at this point, she had already, she had probably already been with the whispers or had seen the whispers. Maybe she had left them at some point and then came back because remember her and Lydia were on the, they were on the runner. They were hiding from something at yeah. that point. So, but well, no, because we're going to have to figure that out. We're going to have to go once, back and rewatch that episode. Once we can talk about it with, with Michelle, because I don't, I, I, I can't see her. Cause like when she met beta, she still had hair. So there had to be a period in between time. From the time she met Hera and, and killed Hera off mm-hmm. that her and Lydia would have then had to leave go to another place to make more more get a new horde and that's where they picked up beta or you know what i'm thinking okay so going back to to that episode you're right she did still have hair so it was probably still it was probably maybe right after that so maybe when she first met hera in that group Maybe she she didn't fall in with them at first because of Lydia. Mm-hmm. Lydia would have been scared. Could've and been. if you think about it, even in even in the main show, when we meet the Whisperers, she talks about how they they don't never force anybody to follow their ways. They don't. Right. So maybe she met Hera, decided that wasn't for her was still on the run. And then of course that's when she meets beta because they're they're running from walkers. They come across beta. And but at some point she would have had to have gone back. But that's what I'm beta. saying. Maybe once she met Beta and she, you know, she had him make his own mask. At that point, if she had known Hera for a while, she would have known that's what they did. So maybe at that point, she thought about, okay, you know what? Now with this person behind me, maybe I can go back and maybe I can take control. Because, I mean, even with the way the whispers were back then, maybe she didn't like the way that they were because, you know, even though, yes, they told her to spare Lydia and save Lydia, we know Alpha 
one about that life. You know, she's very, she's very much, if you can't be, you know, we are the walkers and they are us. She's very much like, if you can't acclimate to this lifestyle, you gone. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was, you know, and they now at this point they got to give us something else because we we need some more but yeah so maybe that's what it was maybe she met them saw the way that they were living and thought okay you know what i can't mm. now that well, I think about it. you're not the only ones having these questions because after <laughs> the episode on sunday not me but after the episode on sunday things have been popping up like the same questions you're asking mm-hmm. like how we're missing sections here. Yeah. So people are trying to figure it out. Because yeah. every time I go to, you know, YouTube and I'm trying to skip over those things, but most of the things are, most of the thing, the videos are about the questions you are at. But I just think, I just th- thought of something. Trying to answer. I think she left the whisperers. Like she didn't join them because Lydia wasn't comfortable. But if you think about it, Casey, in the episode where they met Beta, remember Lydia had to kill Walker's to get out of that she was stuck she was stuck in that room and the walkers were getting to her and she had to kill those walkers in order to get out so maybe once alpha maybe once d saw that lydia was able to handle herself now she Mm. was able to go back because I don't think at this point she's still enough of a mother and she still has enough of her humanity that what her daughter was going through affected her to the point where she was about yeah. to kill her daughter to make sure that she didn't have to live in this miserable world. Right. right Maybe right, right. once she spared her, she was like, okay, you know what? I'll just have to keep doing what I'm doing. Keep protecting her. Then once Lydia finally had to kill to come to, now I'm thinking about, I think that's it. I got to go back and rewatch that episode. But if you think okay. about the way she looked at Lydia, when Lydia emerged from that room, she had all the Walker blood on her because she had killed those walkers so that she could get back to her mama. I think that was probably the turning point for her. That probably made her decide, okay, you know what? I can go back and be with this group now. And then maybe, like I said, maybe something was going on that she felt like, oh, you're not handling this right. I've already been there, done that. I'm not about to do this again. So let me go on ahead and take this leadership role so we can do this the right way. Mm. Yeah, I really think that's probably what it was. That could be, I yeah. think so. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. That I can now. see and that I can understand. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Okay. But yeah. E. Rest in peace, D. Happy birthday, Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now that I think about that, that that makes sense to me. Okay. So she probably went back, especially if she still had her hair or, you know, if she was right. still looking like a human version of herself. You know, like right. she, she hadn't yet stripped all of her humanity. Correct. Okay. Okay. That 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 makes sense because you do have to think that somewhere in there she left mm-hmm. for 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 us to know that she met Beta during this time. Right. That's when she was still they were still backpacking it, still running, still mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But then that would make you think if well, I guess that's true. Because if 
she met Hera and they're of course wearing the whisper mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. She would know how to get around and 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 get through. But I guess you're yeah. right. If if she's still waiting on Lydia to figure it out, Lydia wasn't going for that. <laughs> but maybe not even that. She probably they probably wouldn't have even had to have been with them for so long. Just the fact that if you think about her finding the whispers at the end. And then if she's thinking back to who she saw at the beginning when she thought she saw the dead walking and they stopped and they turned and looked at the boat, that was probably those same people. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It could have been the Mm -hmm. same people who were just watching, trying to make sure like, okay, these people not going to come and and, and mess up what we have going. Right. the, The whisperers have, they have a particular way that they live their life. They have a system. They have rules that they follow. And maybe they was just trying to see, okay, this strange boat, are they coming on shore? Are they about to bother us? Are we about to kill them? You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. right. So that that could have that could have been it too. Mm. You know, and she probably just kind of observed the things that they did. And she was like, Yeah, you know what? I don't know if this is right for me and my daughter right now. If those whisperers are still, if they still have their humanity, which they probably would have had to, I feel like, if they, you know, convinced her to keep Lydia alive. Because if they were the kind of whispers that we know, they would probably look at Lydia, especially a nine-year-old Lydia, as a hazard. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just what what we know in children. Mm -hmm. Right. So... So yeah, I'm I'm now that I talk it out a little bit more, I kind of feel like that's probably what happened. Mm. So I don't know. We may have to get some get some listener feedback and see what everybody else thinks. Cause like I say, it's been a while since I've seen that episode, so I do need to go back and rewatch it. But that really has me curious now. Like, okay, so where did Alpha where was Alpha in the midst of the whispers when she met beta like was she running from them and then decided to right. back? like because they were obviously running from something so maybe they were running right. from the whispers and then she decided oh okay you know what i'm gonna stop running i'm gonna go run this shit <laughs> now now that she got her big bad uh beta he i'm the alpha he's the beta mm-hmm. yeah so Okay. Yeah, Michelle, I can't wait till you get to that part. Yes, I can't wait either. Especially since you said she's quite different. Oh, she's very different. She's very different. You're going to be like, what the... This ain't the this ain't the D. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. She she said at the end of this episode, D is dead. She said it. D is dead. So... I lo- I really did like this episode. Yeah, I liked I liked seeing a vulnerable side to Alpha because that is very different from what we see of her in seasons uh, nine and ten. It's very different, um, and it's weird too because yeah. it, it and it'll be a different experience for Michelle because she's not familiar with Alpha yet. So right. she'll be seeing she'll, her she'll go at least from have this little piece of her. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, she's gonna look. She's gonna look at it from 
her changing from a loving mother who is trying to do whatever she can to save her child to who she becomes, which she's still trying to, you know, she's still doing whatever she has to do to protect her child. She just does it in such a different way. Like really she is stripped of her humanity at the point where we meet her. So it's interesting watching her go from that and then like traveling backwards Mm -hmm. to see where she started and kind of what set her on this path. And then I see her from the start. Mm-hmm. And then I get to see that change. Yep. Yes. So yeah. that I mean that that's fun because we get to see it from different perspectives, and it probably will influence like the way that you look at her when you start seeing the whisperers show up. It might change the way that you look at them. You know, as a far as opposed to us when we first are introduced to the whispers, is literally them chasing down some of our people and, and killing some folks. So we meet them and we like, no, nah, they got to die. You might get into the episodes and be like, oh no, but I see their point of view. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're in the right. Right. So <laughs> y'all shouldn't have been messing with them. <laughs> you know? So that, that'll be an interesting uh, discussion once you get to that point to see just how different your uh, viewpoint of the whispers is from ours since we're coming from two different directions on it. That will let you know. That will be fun. Yeah. We need to do that. Next week's episode looks very interesting. Very interesting. Because you have Anthony Edwards, who is this scientist and basically he's on an island where there's nothing there's no humans he's the only one there he's studying the way that these walkers you know their patterns and we've seen something similar to that in uh, walking their world beyond where they're studying mm-hmm. like the migratory patterns of the walkers like to see if there's anything still there human or to see mm-hmm. if you know if there's a, a, i guess a method to the madness like Are there things that trigger the way that they behave towards certain things? Are there things that make them, you know, what makes them decide to go right as opposed to left? What makes them decide to stay in this area instead of going out there? So he's on this island all by himself. And then all of a sudden these, this couple of people show up and they're talking about, oh yeah, well, we're trying to repopulate the island. You know, we're looking for a safe space. And he's like, no, y'all messing with my experiments. This is going to be interesting. I don't know if you saw the clip of it that they played on the um, Talking Dead preview special. I saw that clip and I was like, oh, this is going to be a really interesting episode. Because he really is like, no, those are my walkers. You got to leave them alone. But he's mm-hmm. not doing it in a in a crazy way. Like he's really just sitting there. He's he just wants to study them. Mm-hmm. He just wants to see how they react, and and it's it's going to be real interesting. Because in in that trailer, didn't one kind of give the wings? Like you got to save my walker. You got yes. yes, I saw that. Yes. So I was like, oh, this is this is going to be really interesting. I love the way that they are telling different stories in this anthology. It's like nothing that we've seen from the TWD universe before. Everything is so different. There are fresh takes on things. 
And it's just, I love it. I know there are a lot of people who are complaining. I am loving it because it's so different. It's like when you watch something for 10 years, at some point, you kind of know what to expect from certain things. And I will say this, even in the last few seasons, they have changed things up a lot. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like it's predictable because there are some things that happen. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming. Right. But for the most part, you already know what you're dealing with because you've been dealing with the same world for 10 years. Now we're dealing with different viewpoints of the way the world ended and how these people choose to move on. And it's been so interesting. We we saw some doomsday preppers and how they prepared and how they were dealing with it. We see some people right at the beginning when they have no idea what's going on. And, you know, they're still living their regular lives, going to work in the midst of all this, and then dealing with some weird uh, mental health thing in the midst of it. And then we see this, we see like, an an almost origin story for someone that we're very familiar with in the show, but you get to see her from a totally different light. I'm loving these episodes. And then, you know, the next week's episode, you see somebody who was already kind of isolated from humanity because he's doing his own thing on an island. These things, I don't, I don't know if he was on the island by himself with other people. I think what it was, he was on the island I think I remember him talking about it in the um, special. I think he was on the island with a group of scientists and somehow he's the only one left now. So I don't know if- that sounds familiar. Was, yeah, I don't know if, <laughs> if people started getting sick and dying or if that's the case. But I, I have a feeling these walkers, you know, you're talking about, you got to say my walker. I don't think they're just test subjects to him. These are probably also his colleagues people that he was friends with, people that he cared about. So that's going to be interesting seeing it from that perspective too. Mm -hmm. I want, we need to look at the ones who have been complaining about this show. If this past episode, these episodes, will they complain about this episode? Because this episode is a little bit more like Mm -hmm. the original Mm -hmm. than the others. So it'll just be interesting to see the complainers how right. they feel about this episode. How they really, yeah. Mm-hmm. If they really like this episode and this is the greatest in the world, they don't like anything different from the, the right. Original. They right. can't right. see beyond any, that. yeah, any other mm-hmm. perspective because even in real life, everyone's perspectives are different. We're gonna have some people who are gonna make jokes all the time about their situation, mm-hmm. get into weird situations. Where you're gonna have other people get into dangerous situations depending on where they live, mm-hmm. right? And it's a true drama. Yeah. So, it's life. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm ready for the next episode. I am. Me too. And uh, who knows? Maybe look. This is what this was episode three. So we have three more episodes left. So we've got the one that's coming up next week. I don't know what the other two episodes are, but I I told you, I heard that there was a musical episode. And then I heard that there was an episode that supposedly takes place 30 years in the future. So maybe the music musical episode will be episode five. And then the other one will be episode six. I don't know if, I don't know if I want to believe that there's an episode that's 30 years in the future. Cause I feel like that would, 
don't know how I would feel about that. Like, because then that means that, well, I don't know. There would be a lot of story to tell for something like that. Right. Like, would you do if, is the world normal again? Or are we still dealing with a zombie apocalypse and people are maybe just better at it? Or I, I don't know. Because at this point, 30 years later, the walkers should be struggling. I mean, because at that point, everybody know how to kill them. Everybody know once you turn, you're going to turn into something. That would be like uh, Michelle 18 World Beyond. But remember when um, Hope was seeing, not Hope, Iris was seeing the therapist lady and she would talk to her, but she was locked in her house. Mm -hmm. That's how people would have to live. Mm -hmm. So if something did happen in the night, you know, you would, you, you wouldn't can't. be able to get out to affect everybody else mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so it, but, technically omaha was the perfect world where they had all these safeguards in place yeah that's true mm -hmm. and then the and then also yeah, the walkers yeah. would be walking around they'll be crawlers i don't <laughs> you know what but but no but because that 11c trailer that you got walkers climbing up the fence that part and opening doorknobs. And then so, remember how World Beyond ended and where Daryl is going. So yeah. there is an involvement happening. But but for thirty so, years later, I'm sorry that skin is not gonna hold up. Why is she <laughs> holding a toothbrush? I have no idea. It was sitting right here, and I'm holding it up. I mean, thirty years. I mean, you can't. And if they if their skin is just still looking halfway decent, I need to get that face cream. But 30 <laughs> years later. Well, hold on because I'm fear somebody embalming them. <laughs> oh. oh, so you've gotten to that part of fear. Okay. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, well, never mind. Yeah, so I can't wait till y'all get They literally doing up. everything in these shows. You hear me? They have been yeah. doing everything. Yes. trying everything is Wait, come on. I can't wait till y'all get done <laughs> and get caught up so we can just have like a, sh a, 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 a episode where we're just a talking recap. about, okay, so let's just let's just talk now that everybody's on the same page and we just talk about right. it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Which this has made me, this has made me really excited that I'm ready to watch The Whisperers. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch a few episodes this weekend. And see, you yeah. got to get caught up now because Dragon Con is next week. We have all these people from the Walking Dead universe coming to Dragon Con. So you have to kind of get caught up now because we've got look, let me let me pull out my list because I can't even remember at this point. It's so, it's so many people coming. I know uh Lenny James is coming and uh Denai Gar Garcia from Fear the Walking Dead. Unfortunately, uh Garrett Dillahunt had to cancel, so he won't be Denny? He did a few days ago. Did you cry? I, I, I tried not to. I almost did because I was like, no, I, I really wanted to meet him. But, you know, maybe next year. Yeah. But let's see. We have uh, Brianna Vinskus. We have Chandler Riggs, Caitlin Nacon, Lori Holden, Lauren Ritloff, Chad Coleman. Um, I want to say that some, I think somebody else may have gotten added. I just can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, we get. They have Fear the Walking Dead panels. They have the Walking Dead panels. So, yes, you have to get caught up by next weekend. We still don't know what Casey's doing because we don't even know if she's going to be in town next weekend. 
I'm not. Oh. You know what? Since Sorry. we can work. I'll be there two days later. <laughs> you know what? That ain't. So, so what we'll do is two days later when we talk about whatever, ep- I think at that point it would be episode five that we're that we're seeing we'll talk about episode five we'll we'll just sit on the call and just brag about dragon con and make you feel no i'm just joking we wouldn't do that we wouldn't do that but we will talk only person i'm gonna feel feel jealous about is lenny james so if you get a photo op with him i'm I'm gonna be jealous if if i don't get a photo op with anybody else at dragon con this year it's gonna be (laughs) lenny james and the way that it's looking right now that might be the only one because my bills keep kicking my ass like you ever like sit here and you plan you're like oh yeah i'm i'm saving up for this and i got this and then everything out the wazoo starts coming up like oh yeah by the way you need to take care of this and you need to take care of this and, oh yeah this came up and oh yeah this i'm hating <sighs> just so you know oh yeah it's okay it's okay <laughs> It's okay. If I get to meet him, I might see if I can video call you and be like, hey, Casey Morgan says hi. <laughs> but yeah, uh, any final thoughts about B slash alpha to B? I, I just hope, I do hope that if Tales continues into another season, that they have an alpha or D part two. Oh, just yeah. So get okay. some or pre-alpha. I want to know what happened to Brooke. Like, is she still walking around that with her face looking for D? That would be a good one. Or even Hera. Because how think did Hera, she start? Yeah, I was going to say, I think Hera gone. So if if they no. do another but how, alpha... How, how, yeah. how the whispers began. That would be a good oh, one. That how would they be a just good began one. in general. Mm-hmm. You know, because who, who was the one who said, what do we wear they face? Who, who was that? <laughs> right. Like, who thought that was going to be a good idea? That part. Like, yeah, we're just going to take his skin off. Well, I mean, I mean, there are people who do that in, in real culture. So maybe yeah. that's where they got the inspiration. But um, that would now that would be a good story. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It would be. So this. Keep our fingers crossed. Let's get a season two and get some more of these stories in. And uh, let's see, Michelle, you're going to get caught up on The Walking Dead. Casey, you're going to finish getting yes. caught up on Fear. We're yeah. going to talk about Dragon Con next week. And then we're going to actually be at Dragon Con. And so we'll be talking about that. And then we have the camp coming up in October. All three of us will be at that. Yes. So, yep. Still got uh Walking Dead stuff going on. Oh, also, people, they released a new promo for 11C. There is a new Walking Dead promo for the final eight episodes. I watched it today and I was like, y'all, y'all can't keep doing this because we still have we still have like six weeks that we have to wait. And y'all are making me like <laughs> I feel like a junkie. Like, I need it. I need it. Give it to me. <laughs> That 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 promo looks good though. So we we see a lot of the um, same scenes repeating from the uh, Comic Con trailer, but yeah. there's also some new things in this one. So I was like, okay, so we got a promo today, and then we got information about Isle of the Dead, which is no longer Isle of the Dead; it is now the Walking Dead Dead City. So 
that's going to be interesting. Like I said, um, I'm going to try not to be too judgeful about the title because a lot of people are not liking the title. They're like, oh, that sounds boring. I'm like maybe the story evolved. It don't even oh, matter that's... what they call it. We going to tune in. You're right. You're right. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. At this point, y'all can just call it Maggie and Megan and I'll watch it. So Never. it don't matter. It don't matter. We call it the Maggie and Megan show. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's watch. Right. Well, I'm excited that um we have six weeks because I can get caught up. Yes. <laughs> so you can't wait, but I'm like, oh, good. That gives me some time. We both have six weeks to get caught up. <laughs> we got six weeks to get it done. Okay, so I need y'all to get it done. But get I, I should done. be done before six weeks because I'm I'm in episode what what season I'm in? I'm in season six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you're you're probably I think you're you're probably close to the halfway point or past the halfway point. Yeah, I'm past it. I think point. I'm on like episode eight, seven or eight. Okay, so that's the half, halfway point. Okay. Yeah, because I think it's 16 episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. so I'm almost there. I'm almost there. All right. And then you'll be able to watch uh, Dead in the Water too. In a well, little I'm bit. watching that after this, because you said after this season. So after I'm done with this season, I'm going to watch it and then I'll continue on to chapter, chapter seven, season seven. Okay. okay. All right. Well, that's, um, I, I guess that's going to be it for this show because I think we said everything we need to say. So uh, we'll wrap it up now. That's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We have a Discord channel now. So you can come chat with us on Discord at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.